98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo talk Diamondbacks baseball with a D-backs broadcaster, the Booth. Presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi, the official wine of Major League Baseball. Every Friday we get to talk with one of the broadcasters covering the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh, I, I know I've missed some time with some vacation over the last month, but I think it's been a while since we've had Jody Jackson, one of our good friends here on the Burns and Gambo Show from Valley Sports Arizona. She's joining us from live down at Chase Field where the Diamondbacks are getting ready to take on the L.A. Dodgers for this edition of In the Booth. J.J., how you doing? I hope you're well. Doing good. Yeah, it's been a little while, and yeah, I'm getting ready here. Mark Grace is crushing some fast food down the hall here, so we're getting ready for a final series of D-backs Dodgers for 2021. Did you two run into each other in San Diego this year, or was the streak over? I did not go to San Diego. <laughs> I, oh, it's your fault, Burns. You, I, I did. I ended up going again during the All Star break, and so I'm very disappointed in you guys. Well, well, the streak is over. The, the streak it's, it's is finished. over. It is. Jody and I would bump into each other every single year at Better Buzz Coffee at Mission Beach, and and of course, typical JJ. It looked like she just got done running a marathon <laughs> along Mission Beach, whereas I look like I just got out of bed. Oh, hey, JJ, what's up? Yeah, good to see you, too. You know, and it's like the same thing every year for 10 straight. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to San yeah, Diego. this year I ran all the way to La Jolla. <laughs> I did. I remember, did. It was crazy. Did you really? You ran from? from... To the edge, yes. Jeez. <laughs> How far is that? I don't even know. I went uh, through Pacific and then, um, what's that? It's Bird something, Bird, uh, Bird Rock, maybe. That's like right before La Jolla. So for me, that was good. Maybe Burnsy, you should try that next time. Uh, yeah, 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 Jody. <laughs> I'll get right on that, Jody. I'll get right on running from Mission to La Jolla and back before yeah, I enjoy my... Then I get my... my mocha and my iced tea, and that, then I stock what, up. This... I see you at the coffee shop. So. This is what covering the Diamondbacks does to you. <laughs> Makes you want to run. Yeah. That's right. Far. JJ, before we talk about the, uh, the team going into these final nine games, I know that there's a new show, debuts on Sunday, hosted by you. Tell everybody a little bit about it for Diamondbacks Baseball. Yeah, it's called D-Backs Family. And, again, we're so glad to be bringing our fans original programming. And Merrill Kelly is the subject. And so I always find Merrill very honest and very interesting the times that I've interviewed him. So I had a long interview with Merrill and then and found out a lot of interesting stuff about him. Um, like he was a very tough teenager. And so then, of course, I had to talk to his parents, right? So I met with his mom and his dad and his wife and his high school coach. Um, and talked with his co- uh, coach at Yavapai College, as well as um, Todd Walsh actually was able to talk to Pat Murphy a little bit about him. So we we know so much more now about Merrill Kelly, and it's a really fabulous story, um, and also uh, some personal stuff from him that you guys will be intrigued about on Sunday. Um, that show will debut, and it will run throughout the week, but I'm excited to did, bring our viewers that did, show. Did, didn't Kurt Schilling go to Yavapai College? Yes. He did, he and did. in fact... Um, who was he telling me, gosh, he talked about someone at Yabapai that was Kurt's roommate. And I'm trying to remember who that was. That was That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Yabapai, you know, because he went through a time where you know, he was kind of this underdog, you know, um, guys in high school. And actually what I found out is his brother, Reed, was considered the better prospect growing up and in high school. So scouts would come out to see his brother and then be like, <laughs> who, who's that kid? That's Kelly. That's another Kelly over there. And so, you know, he was, uh, and then his grades weren't good, so he had to battle back at Yavapai and get the grades going and ASU and then went to Korea for four years and, and uh, you know, had made it to the big leagues as a 30-year-old rookie. 
Wow, that's crazy stuff. JJ, you're, uh, and that, uh, that show's coming up on Sunday, Sunday. right? Sunday. Yep. Okay. Uh, and it's called D-Backs Family, correct? That is correct. Okay. You're around the team. You're down there a lot. We obviously watch you on Valley Sports Arizona. It, there, there's a couple things kind of on the front burner right now with this D-Backs team. Number one is Tory's extension, and then number two is trying to avoid this, this dark cloud that's hanging over them of the worst record in franchise history. To do that, they've got to win three of these nine games. How big of a deal do you think that is to them when you speak to the guys? You know, I think it's a big deal to them. Uh, I think they're just their answer most of the time is just, look, we're taking it day by day. It's been a rough season, but we're we're trying to battle, especially young players. You know, you know, you know, they're trying to prove themselves. Um, but you know, the interesting thing is, guys, is this Dodgers and Giants situation is crazy and. Both of those teams are highly motivated to try to win every game because, of course, no one wants to be in the one-game wildcard showdown. So, you know, the Giants are up by one. The Dodgers are here. And so, you know, and the other uh, series is Colorado. So they, they want to be able to win some of these games. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, these are difficult games for any team to win, no less a team that only has 49 wins. So we'll see what happens uh, in this series and coming down the stretch. And uh, no one wants to have that on their record uh, or that record on their on the resume I guess you could say where it was the worst in franchise history and this team doesn't want it for sure and so uh, that's the one thing and the other thing you talked about Tori Lovello and yeah obviously that news came down yesterday and look for me the reasons that he has been entrusted with this team for next year are the same reasons that everyone was praising him in 2017 and that's because of the type of person he is, the type of manager that he is. Uh, you guys know him well. I know you talk to him on the air and off the air. And I think, you know, he's the one chosen to reboot this club for a lot of those reasons, that developing young players, the communication aspect that, frankly, a lot of managers don't do as well as Tori Lovello. And then, you know, Mike Hazen likes the in-game management uh, of, you know, every aspect, including the bullpen. And I just think a lot of people might – look at that and say really and you know but I I have to tell you guys and you guys know I mean this pitching staff this year what I could not believe what I was seeing during the stretch where they were eight and 48 where you had minor league pitchers coming up you you had maybe one guy who was a proven pitcher in the major leagues and then the bullpen was shifted how do you manage that it's very difficult so I think that eight and 48 stretch that doomed this team uh, was a unique situation with injuries to the rotation and I think that that's not necessarily something you can put on Tori Lovello. No, we we talked about this too. It's and it's not like Tori got you know it's not like a big reward, right? It's not a multi-year deal that that would have been rewarding him for the performance. They they didn't do that. They gave him just a one-year deal, and we're you know we're back in the same situation next year. I think for the most part, and I've been disappointed with some of the defensive play uh, for sure. There's been a lot of games where just the defense has just been abysmal and uh but but it, it's it's hard to say these guys quit that they they're not playing they're playing hard it's just a lot of times they just go out there and they don't have the same talent that the other teams have right now yeah totally agree and uh, i do think that the defensive play has been the one thing that is hard to explain and it is disappointing and it's been sometimes the veterans you've seen veterans you know making some of these mistakes because the young guys and a few of them are playing all over like josh rojas paven smith dalton varsho they're playing multiple positions and I think Mike Hazen's also going to look at that, like how smart is that going forward. But, you know, it is tough when you see, you know, a Cattell Marte or a couple guys in the outfield converge on a ball and no one catch it, you know, and you think how can this be happening to guys that have been in the league four and five years. And so they definitely have to clean that up. But 
Uh, it's been a, a very strange year, guys. And, yeah, I mean, I have seen – you're right. They haven't quit, though. Then It's a team that, as bad as it was in the first three games of the Braves series, you know, they come back and win yesterday. So, you know, there are small victories there, um, and they're hoping to show that fight down the stretch in these last nine. All right, JJ, good stuff. Good to have you on the show. Uh, as always, I imagine you got the pregame and the postgame coverage, uh, coverage coming up tonight after this Dodgers yes. game. So we look forward to watching that on Bally Sports. Looking forward to your new show on Sunday. Thanks, as always, for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.